2: former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host,
3: Stormy Bonatoni on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: We are rolling along on what has already been a super fun show. Hour two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Alongside Michael Lombardi, I'm Stormy Bonatoni. Time for one of my favorite segments that we do every week here. And for anyone new to, to joining our program, step into my office. When you step into Michael Lombardi's office, it's not always what you want to hear, sometimes just what you need to hear. And, Michael, we've got some very important meetings on the schedule for you today.
3: Yes, I'm ready, ready? to go. Okay. I, I never And I never <laughs> look, so just tell me who's coming in.
4: All right, here you go. For your 10 o'clock Pacific time, Lamar Jackson has made the trip from Florida to see you. He needs to talk because the contract situation has just added another layer at this point. You've already talked to everybody else in the organization, so let's finally talk to Lamar. Multiple off-seasons that he and the Ravens haven't come to a deal. Request a trade March 2nd. Ravens slap him with a franchise tag. He won't sign March 7th. Jackson goes from being 200% John Harbaugh's guy to them not answering questions about him in a press conference. Now OBJ has signed. What's the conversation with where Lamar Jackson is right now?
3: You know, Lamar, to me, you've got to realize that there's a, there's got to be a way out. What is our way out? And if you want to continue down this no-agent road, then be prepared to work on the franchise tag. Now, it worked for Kirk Cousins. I mean, I think Kirk Cousins has made $231 million in his career, 229 have been guaranteed, but that, that worked for him. But he also had an agent helping him advise him. And he also had Kyle Shanahan that he knew he was going to be able to get a gig from had he left Washington. Now it transferred to Minnesota, but he knew that because his agent knew that. So to me, I think you've got a couple decisions. Do you, if you're so tight with Odell, maybe go with Odell's agent and see if he can help you. Fix a price, tell him how much it's going to cost, tell him what you want, and let him try to massage the deal and work it out. Because I think where you've gotten to this year and over your career hasn't been worthwhile. You're, you've, you were the 32nd pick in the draft for no reason. Josh Rosen to get picked in front of you was ridiculous. Some of the guys that got picked in front of you, it was not, not fair. Your, your ability to play football was better than them and your ability to play you've won 46 games in your NFL career you deserve to get paid a re- really good contract but you're you're not managing the situation correctly and at some point you've got to assume responsibility for that yes i know you think you're doing well with no agent i don't
4: okay so he you get the good the get real talk when it comes to the agent Let's say he doesn't do that. Let's say he doesn't listen. Is he still pursuing other teams, or is he now more dialed in with the Ravens?
3: Well, I think he's got to sign the tender and say, okay, I'm going to play one more year at $32 million and then take my chances next year and see what they whether they go 130% or more. It becomes really expensive for the Ravens to keep going down this road.
4: Absolutely. Okay, from one guy who people say is injury-prone – to a, a guy who let's say is an injury disaster he's got a hamstring that's last 8 million yeah. years uh Zion Williamson with the Pelicans he just lives on the injured list he has yet to return to the court from the Pelicans since suffering that injury January 2nd he's ruled out for the play in game Wednesday against the Thunder He has only played 29 games this season. What advice would you give Zion Williamson right now to make the most of his career?
3: Well, I think at some point he has to have a conversation with himself. Does he want to get in shape or does he want to continue to be an injury-prone player? Now, the one good thing, Zion, that you have going for your favor is that the NBA is stupid and they'll keep paying you. So they're going to keep paying you to not play, which why not? Wouldn't you do it? I mean, take the path of least resistance if you want it. But at some point, where's your pride? Where is your ability to say I'm a great talent and I want to prove to people that I'm a great talent? I would ask you, Zion, would Larry Bird miss four months with a hamstring? Would Michael Jordan miss four months with a hamstring? Would Tom Brady miss four months with a hamstring? No, the answer is no, because they relish in competition. They relish in the opportunity to go out there and compete and show how talented they are. You obviously don't care. You don't care. Because if you cared, you'd get healthy. If you cared, you'd want to play. And don't tell me the Pelicans are keeping you from playing because it's your career, not theirs. So I, I don't understand it. I don't know how we can continue to talk about you as an elite player when you won't even get on the court. And you have no interest in getting on the court. Now, if you call me back and say my hamstring's been torn, I get that. But I, in my 30s, almost 40-year career in sports, I've never heard of it, a hamstring taking four months to get better. So either it, it, it's very clear. You don't care. And if I were the general manager of the Pelicans, since you don't care, I'm not going to care.
4: And it's unfortunate because he, I mean, the team, even without him, has put themselves in a position to keep playing. And he's not available and he's not there. Like I said, 29 games this season. He's only played 114 in his four-year career. roughly.
3: 114
4: games. 37% of the Pels games since he was drafted in
3: 19. And you, he's taken himself out of the Supermax contract because he doesn't qualify for that. So somebody's going to continue to pay him. But at some point, where's your pride? Like, you, you've got to, ha- like, I want to be great. Where's that gene in your body? And clearly he doesn't have it.
4: During an event at WFAN Sports Radio on Friday night, Boomer Esaias up on the stage with Jets GM Joe Douglas. Let's take a listen to what happened on that stage, Michael. I
1: have to ask you. Aaron Rodgers, what'd you
0: He's
4: going to be here. Listen to that crowd. He's going to be here. So, Michael, Joe Douglas steps in your office today. Now that he's outwardly proclaimed to the world, Rogers is coming. What? What's next? Can we get this deal done? We've been hearing about it for weeks.
3: If I'm Joe, I would say, Joe, let this thing keep going. Let it keep going. It's all in your favor right now. In fact... We got to hope we can get through the draft. I would rather pay twenty-four compensation than twenty-three comp. Let's get this draft in the books because once we turn in that card in the first round, we we have all the leverage right now. Because why? Because we control the contract, and Rogers wants to be here. And Rogers is telling us that don't buckle. So let's not buckle, and let's hope the Packers are dumb enough to let the draft unfold, because now we can pay them on twenty-four picks, and that twenty-four pick will be a low. Tw- will be a pick somewhere in the twenties. The one thing you want to do, this is a big mistake, and Joe, it's, you know this as I know this. The fact is, every player is traded for a player. It's never players for pick, because the pick becomes a player. So when you look at the draft, you have to decide, I traded Amari Cooper for Jonathan Abrams. That's was the trade that the Raiders made. They traded a one, they got a one back, but they picked Abrams. That was the trade it was. Every player, every every trade is player for player. The media doesn't characterize it that way, but that's what it is. And so if we can get through the first round, huh, love that we'll get a pick at we thir- we'll get a pick at 13. I think that's where we pick. And then we'll maybe we'll even get a second round pick. And then they're going they're not gonna know who they're gonna get and they're gonna get low value.
4: So there's not really sense of urgency if you're the you Jets could see right it on now. The,
3: You could see it on the board. <laughs> yeah. But here's the video. You he got was that very video. relaxed. What happens if they don't win a Super Bowl? We, that video is going to come back to haunt them. Mm.
4: If you are in their position, at what point after the draft are you concerned? Like, I'm not
3: at all. I You're I don't, not. So you're, no.
4: there's not like a date that you have in mind, a target deadline of when this needs to happen.
3: Look, we'll get him into training camp. We'll get him a playbook. He's smart as hell. He's played a thousand times. He he knows Nathaniel Hackett, so there's going to be no really, really uh, zap time that you've got to make up. There's no really learning curve here that he's and got to Packers overcome. The Packers need
4: to get rid of him. They've already moved on. It's They've Jordan Love moved time. On. Okay, I like it. Um, back to the NBA. In case you missed it, the Mavericks. Rested their starters in what was a must-win game on Friday against the Bulls. The loss steeled their fate that they were eliminated from playoff contention. The NBA is investigating Dallas now for intentionally losing the game in order to retain that top-10 protected pick um, that is owed to the Knicks as part of their compensation for the Chris porzingis trade. Um, Listen to Jason Kidd real quickly, and then we'll have him step into your office.
3: Great.
1: I love understanding it's not so much waving the white flag. It's, you know, decisions sometimes are hard in this business. And uh, you have to make hard decisions. Um, and we're trying to build a championship team. Um, and sometimes you got to take a step back. And uh, understanding, again, um, with this decision, um, this is maybe a step back, but hopefully it leads to going up forward, you know. And, so, and again, it's not always, you know, easy to make decisions, but um, these are decisions that are made uh, from my bosses, and we, we got to, you know, follow them. And, and we trust Cuban and, and Nico are going to, you know, put the pieces together to put us in a position to win a championship. And, and so that's just starting the process to, today.
4: So, it's, you know, his bosses have come up with this yeah. decision. He repeatedly used that word. So they were cognizant of, hey, we're not, we're going to sit Luca. We're going to sit guys. Um, how should Jason Kidd handle this situation?
3: Well, I think he handled it really well. I think Jason did a great job. I mean, you laid it out there. You did not compete. You know, you can, the defense for this is the 76ers played all their backups against the Atlanta Hawks the other night and won. They played all their backups against the Milwaukee Nets and won. So, there's no telling that you can't win the game. You weren't trying to lose the game. You weren't telling players not to shoot. This was clearly an organization where the, that Mark Cuban made the decision. You may not have agreed with it, but in the end, it was probably the right decision to try to hold on to at least the 10th, 8th, or 9th pick in the draft than to give it away because it's your only asset that you have right now that you could grasp onto, that you could turn this team around Even though you've got Kyrie Irving and you've got Luka, you've got to turn this team around. You thought the Christian Wood signing was going to make a difference. It didn't. So I applaud Jason for what he did. I think he was honest. He was forthcoming. He didn't say he didn't disagree with it. He just said in the chain of command, this is what we needed to do. And he he held himself accountable for it.
4: I don't know how much like Mavericks basketball you watch, but... Like, what was wrong with Luka and Kyrie? It never gelled.
3: I, I think what's wrong with them is the ke- their, their bench players never played well, and this Christian Woods signing has been a disaster for them. I think they really felt like Wood was going to be the guy that made a difference for the team. I think that came from Cuban. I think he really believes that Christian Woods could be a good player, but he doesn't play defense. Mm-hmm. And I think their chemistry of their team, their culture of their team, has been bad all year, even before Kyrie got there.
4: Yeah, it was just very... Off balance, disjointed. Their
3: bench was horrible all year. They could never get it going. They could never get their defense set.
4: Well, we're getting it going right yep. here on the program. Lots more to come here this hour. We have our final NFL division preview coming up next. Will the NFC West. You've been waiting retur- for this I for a while. DraftKings NF- just
3: made Bryce Young the favorite. Oh, we'll talk about that. Things are
4: happening. Um, also, though, will the NFC West return to the NFC best or be the NFC worst? I think somewhere in the middle. We'll talk it over.
3: Yep, there you go. <laughs>
2: terms and conditions apply
3: this is the lombardi line with former
2: nfl executive michael lombardi now here's your host stormy Bonatoni on vsin
3: the sports betting network
4: before you make your next bet, be sure to visit Beeson.com. Check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. You can see changes in action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits. Another way VSIN's here to make you a more informed, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsun.com. And... Here at the network, Michael, Mm -hmm. we talk about the importance of shopping around all the time. And Mm -hmm. right before the commercial break, you mentioned we have a flip of favorites on the DraftKings odds board for the number one overall pick in the draft. Bryce Young is now sitting at minus 120 odds on favorite CJ Stroud, minus 105. Those numbers were flipped even just an hour ago. But on BetMGM, Mm -hmm. you can get Bryce Young still at that near even money price. And CJ Stroud as the second quarterback taken, um, or excuse me, as the second pick overall at plus 130. So do your due diligence in these markets. If we're in agreement, and we have been for a long time, that Bryce yeah. Young should be the pick, now the market is finally starting to adjust with that, with the report that came at the end of last week. And so. Like, find your due diligence. Find the number that you can, because, like, bets are still available to be made there.
3: Well, today's Monday, and Bryce Young's going to be on tour. So is Anthony Richardson. So is Will Levis. So is CJ Stroud. By the end of this week, and maybe by a week from today, we're going to see this at Bryce Young will solidly be the favorite, I believe. I believe everybody seems to know it, from the agents to the teams in the league that I talk to, that they feel like Carolina's going to take them. So this is only going to shift. Bet MGM, once they start to get more money on Bryce Young, we'll move the number. And the perception that's been out there, it will alter itself too. And we'll start to see more mock guys go with Bryce Young as the first-round pick. Because remember, this is the only market that the le- the playing field is somewhat level between the book and the better, because it's all information. And if you have the right information, you got a chance to make some money on this. So it's a little bit like Richardson. We saw that market shift. Mm -hmm. You know, he was being heavily bet to be under four. Now Mm -hmm. it's shifted to where it's over four and a half. So, you know, we'll see. That will be – I'm not as sold on that. I believe it'll be – I don't see how you can draft him in the top five. I really don't. But I think this week, by the time he's done talking to these teams, we'll know more.
4: And like we talked about earlier, there's still 17 days until we get to the draft. There's still going to be so much fluctuation that happens. Like we, you, you keep on bringing up the Malik Willis comparison to last year, and like this time last year, he was still being talked about as someone who could go top five. He was
3: never slipping. He was never slipping until. And look at the faces on the on the NFL Network or the worldwide leader. I mean, they they shocked. He didn't go in the top pick. I mean, they were completely appalled by it when only one quarterback went in the first round. Remember that? And so you they know, thought there now, could be
4: potential for three.
3: Yeah, and now we're talking about Arizona wants to move out of three. If Arizona thought Will Anderson was the greatest player in the history of football, would they want to move out of three? No. Of course not. You answered that. Yeah, so,
4: so they're sitting there saying
3: if somebody wants to come up to get a player, you know, we'll certainly, we need more draft picks. We're Everybody I've talked to in the league says they have between, let's say, 15 and 20 first-round grade zone players. That's all. So, and then in that 15 or 20, there's only probably three or four guys that have elite grades. Like Bryce Young probably has a high, Jalen Carter has a high grade. Mm-hmm. Gonzalez from Oregon has a high grade. There's certain guys that have that. Will Anderson may have the same grade as Wilson from Texas Tech. Now we're going to find out whether he's healthy or not.
4: Um the Arizona Cardinals are one of four teams in the NFC West for our final deep dive of the offseason, like free agency division list we're going through. So, 49ers, Seattle, Rams, and Cards. NFC West plays the AFC North and NFC East as crossover divisions this year. So, not easy. Um, but before we get into the team by team stuff, what's just your general view on the division from where it ended last year to going into the season?
3: I-, I think there has clearly been a separation between the good, and the almost good, I think Seattle's can close the gap. This is a critical draft for Seattle. That's why I'm not buying that at seven they're going to pick, a, or six they're going to pick a quarterback. I think this is a critical draft for them. I think they've got to get a dominant front seven player in that, and if it's if they can get Jalen Carter and he checks out with the character, great. But that, to me, if they picked Richardson with their other one, that wouldn't shock me. But to turn that card in for Richardson at six – knowing he's not Mm -hmm. going to play for a while, doesn't close the gap on the 49ers. The Rams have no assets. The Rams are, everything's going to be predicated on, can they stay healthy, and what's their injury list look like? They're well coached. The head coach is a great coach. The quarterback wasn't the same player. To me, that's going to be a challenge. And I think the Arizona Cardinals are in a complete rebuild. The uh,
4: the Cardinals... They're over under for the season win total is five and a half. The under is juiced to minus 130. And I remember last year, like my favorite bet going into the season was the Cardinals to miss the playoffs at minus 130. That bet now, minus 2,500. Um, obviously, Kyler Murray injured. You fire your head coach. Jonathan Gannon comes over from Philly, lose multiple starters across the offensive line. It's just, it's going to be an uphill battle. For that team. No question. Like, <laughs> oh,
3: I, I think this is a bad team. I think it's it was a rough. bad. I think Monty and Jonathan Gannon took over a bad team. Yeah. And I think it's going to take some time. They took over a team that didn't have great character with their quarterback, the leadership. This is a team that, you know, and there's a lot of pieces. I actually thought Vance Joseph did a really good job defensively, trying to hold it all together. Offensively, the offensive line has been bad. They've been signing older guys at the end of their career and paying them like that. This goes back to when they did it with Emmett Smith years ago. So this has kind of been what they've done, and I think it's going to be a challenge for them. And And I could see them easily trading away from three to try to get more draft picks to get younger mm-hmm. and get better on defense because if you're Gannon, you got that job because you got 60 sacks of your 70 in Philadelphia from your defensive front, you're going to have to fix that defensive line.
4: Yep, you're going to need that. You talk about Seattle trying to close the gap um, and go in defense with that top five pick that they have. I think they go D line for both picks. because they, they have should. five and twenty, right? If,
3: if if you if there's a good enough D lineman, now could they go another? You know, could there be a tight end there? At the, I mean, the tight end yeah. market in this draft is really good. I is love Dalton an, Kincaid. They draft two offensive. T- he, I think he could be the maybe the first tight end picked. And I, and everybody's talking about Michael Meyer, but Kincaid might be the best tight end of mm-hmm. the draft. So you, you're talking about getting somebody at twenty. You know, where will they go? I think at twenty. If one of those quarterbacks slipped, I'm not saying Levis, but say Richardson made it to 20, you know, then I could see that. Then like maybe
4: the, you'd take the chance. Yeah, to but me, not, you're not going to go up for him.
3: Like Detroit and Seattle at five and six, they got to hit with that pick. They got to hit with that pick's got to be a starter day one.
4: Um, I I know we're talking NFC West but because you mentioned the, the Lions there um, and they have to hit. Do they go corner?
3: Well, they signed a bunch of corners in free agency. I think they go front seven player. Okay. I think if that, you know, to me, there's another team for Jalen Carter. They sign, they cut Michael Brockers. They need a defensive, they need an inside player, uh, an edge player. I think the Wilson kid is a, really in high demand. Yeah. I think everybody wants to get him in to check the foot because if his foot is healthy, at 6'6", 270 who can rush and run? See, he didn't work out. And he couldn't play in the senior bowl, so there's a little bit of the unknown about him. But when you watch his tape, now there you go, you say, Wow, this guy's a really good rusher!
4: Yeah, Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech was great. The only reason I asked, like, because I know that they the lines did they brought in uh Sutton, they brought in Emmanuel um, Mosley, CJ Gardner right. Johnson. But I just Devin Witherspoon's like one of my favorite players in the and, draft. And and I they think they could easily be such go in that fit. direction, they yeah. could,
3: I, I think he could easily go in that, but I do think they need a defensive lineman. And I think if Carter's there or If one of these guys that, you know, this rushers, Wilson, they need that too, to go along with Hutchinson on the other side.
4: For the Los Angeles Rams, for them to just kind of start to figure things out. You talk about health. Is it all really come down to Matt Stafford for them?
3: Comes down to, well, no, it doesn't all come down to Matthew Stafford, but it does come down to A, because they've got so much of an investment in him. He's got to stay healthy. That's A. And B, they have no depth on their team. They have no depth on their team. And last year, they won the Super Bowl. They stayed healthy. They didn't win the Super Bowl. They couldn't make the playoffs because they couldn't. Everything with the Rams are about, can we stay? They cannot sign anybody over the minimum contract. Plus, and they don't have any draft picks. I mean, they basically traded one of the best corners in football for a third-round pick. Yeah, I mean, that just shows you how. Now, they went all in on the Super Bowl, and so they enjoy it, and they should relish it. But when you're talking about a team that won a Super Bowl, but when, you're, when you put them in the West, they're closer to Arizona than they are to San yeah. Francisco.
4: They sold their soul for that Super Bowl. They not did. just picks. Um, but yeah, like it's just it's one of those teams for me that like I feel like if they fix the offensive line and how
3: how are they fixing it? it it's hard, right? It's you have no assets to fix it. They're yeah. a little bit like the Dallas Mavericks, right? So the Rams are like the Mavericks. They've got a couple really good players, but they don't have any assets. So what the Mavericks did was hold on to that one asset, not let anybody play. Pray that they get a ten or a a below pick, and that gives them an asset that they can use to maybe get their team better. The Rams are in a similar position. The only asset they had was Ramsey, and they traded him for Mm -hmm. a third, and they only got a third round pick out of him. He's how is he not worth more than a third round pick?
4: Because they they were just doing whatever they could do,
3: and they knew that, and he wanted more money, so they had it, so they had to get rid of him.
4: They do still have Aaron Donald. They do still have Cooper Cup. They have a lot of those big pieces from the Super Bowl. But yes, yeah. So it's, can they get healthy? We have this whole conversation about the NFC West and don't bring up the San Francisco 49ers. And then guys,
3: it's just- Shows you how good they are.
4: Yeah, it's just because it's already kind of assumed they're a minus 155 favorite in the division. Uh, If they they can actually get reasonable quarterback play, they should be in good shape. They're going to be in good
5: shape.
4: All right, we have to take a quick break. I wish I could rant more, but we'll be back.
2: This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports
5: betting
4: network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all of the best bets from each show host and guest of the day. You'll get unlimited access to our vsin.com slash picks page as well. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. You can check out top VSIN experts. We've got a leaderboard now to view betting records, profit, and ROI to see which VSIN expert has the hot hand on that given week for v Pro Picks. Betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access. Become a V-CIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for just nine ninety nine at v slash subscribe. And just one last thing to wrap up that at 49ers thought, Yeah, we didn't Michael, even talk about them. Yeah, they're, uh, they're that's minus. That's how good they are. I know, right? Well, so that's what I was going to say. They're minus 155 favorite to win the division. It's just not something that you want to haul up your money until next season on for a bet that's juiced that high. But while the quarterback question is a big one, The San Francisco 49ers are like a Ferrari or a Lamborghini without anyone to drive them. As long as somebody knows how to drive stick shift, the car's going to go fast. And that's the way I view
3: the 49ers. I, I mean, look, and they have a great coach, and they have a scheme that's very quarterback friendly. And so they have the ability to make it like we saw Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, come in and play as well as he did because the game was easy. He had experience. It wasn't too big for him. And their defense carried him. And their defense will improve with Hargrave. Their offensive line will be able to find a way to offset the McGlinchey signing with the, with our, uh, the Denver Broncos. So I, I'd be surprised. Now, one thing about San Francisco, you know being a fan, that they have always had these moments of not being healthy. Mm-hmm. And they kind of, like earlier when they got killed by Kansas City in a, in a, in, at home or the week before they, Atlanta beats them, that, that was not because they were not the best team. That was just because... They had injuries.
4: Yeah, it hasn't been chemistry. It hasn't been cohesion or coaching. It's always been a, a health issue. To help us keep talking, lots of these NFL headlines coming through. Mike Pritchard, VEASAN host, of course, former longtime NFL wide receiver, spent nearly a decade in the league, joins us now. Pritch, I mean, you're with me, right? The 49ers are going to be legit no matter who's a quarterback. It'll be fine. They'll work it out.
5: Yeah, you know what, Stormy and Michael, great <laughs> to be with you. Um, you know, those Ferraris, they have the shifters at the, at the steering wheel now, too. So, mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you can switch mode to where you want to be automatic or there you we go. shift it. So you only need a stick. Let's yeah. go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that roster is loaded uh, and, and they're well coached. Uh, I like everything Michael was talking about right there. And uh, certainly, though, they should be a, a favorite because of that roster. But uh, I like what Seattle has been doing, though, recently.
4: Three to one in the division.
3: I think it's Seattle, San Francisco. I think the Rams are actually closer to Arizona. Than they are to San Francisco or Seattle because they're so it it's so unpredictable the injury factor. I mean the Rams could be a playoff team if 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 everybody stays healthy. They could be a lottery pick if if (laughs) if they all get hurt. Right, so they're right there. I mean they have no margin for error. And when they give up now, you know without Ramsey, you got to throw the ball to either side. There's no really you know unless Donald gets pressure. How are you slowing any team down? And to your point, it's
5: like it's a constant reminder as a better uh, and as a former player as well. Like it's a young man's game. Like, you know, you see market improvement from a team that's young instead of veteran laden. Right. Uh, or or you'll see the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Seattle Seahawks or even the Giants um, surprise uh, because they're well coached. And all of a sudden things change because the influence of younger players is felt more, I believe, uh, than, you know, a team that's laden with a lot of older players that are set in their ways. So uh, as a better, I'm always looking for that edge.
4: Hey, Pritch, the big news in the NFL the last 24 hours was Odell Beckham becoming the newest addition to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, we right. saw the the picture of him FaceTime and Lamar Jackson. What was your immediate reaction when you heard the news?
5: Well, it's just like what I just talked about. I mean, you know, I would look for teams to try to get younger uh, and better. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr., t- tremendous talent. Um, but we just talked about the injury bug, and, and it seems like each and every year lately for Adele Beckham Jr. has ended up in, in that fashion, an injury. Uh, I mean, he plays the game violently. I mean, he is a, he is a guy that cuts very hard and, and certainly runs with the ball uh, after the catch very hard too, and and now he's up there, right? And uh, I don't think the Ravens are settled at quarterback. Uh, to me, it doesn't really move the needle other than the fact that I think Lamar Jackson, no other choice but to go back uh, four to thirty two million fully guaranteed over there with Baltimore to see what what he can do uh, with Odell Beckham Jr. But as far as me as a better, uh, that didn't really move the needle mm-hmm. uh, in terms of, OK, now I'm excited about the Ravens uh, this coming season.
3: You know, it's interesting. I, I agree. And, and, and if Arizona would have done this, we would have been just we would have destroyed them. You know, exactly. if, if Washington would have made this move, we would have said it's ridiculous. But the Baltimore Ravens make this move, and no one says it's a bad move.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I I, I don't I don't think it's a great uh, move because I don't know what their identity is. I know they changed offensive coordinators. Their coordinator now, uh, Monken, I believe, from college. Yeah, and, and,
3: and he was in Cleveland in the last right. year with Odell, and Odell okay. averaged about 35 yards per game. And yeah. Odell's target, Mike, you know from playing the sport – this target percentage from targets to catches has been well below 60 for most of his career since the first three years.
5: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, if, there, if there's designs for Baltimore to move on from Lamar or, or have a better option, I, I mean, I don't know if Odell Beckham would sign there other than the money, right? I mean, look, you're getting older and you're getting, get $15 million, go get it. Uh, but I, I think if you really are passionate about this game and you really want to win, Uh, as a receiver, I would look to go play with those great quarterbacks, especially uh, if I was a free agent out there.
4: Well, and that's the thing that it keeps coming back to is, I'm just like, I feel like he's got to know something. We don't know that Lamar is probably going to play in some, like, right? Because.
3: But the number didn't shift though, Stormy. Well. I mean, the number didn't move on their Super Bowl or any of that. And if there was that kind of inkling, like when Brady, you know, the guy, people were playing that buck future. And, and they kind of had a sense Brady was going there. I, I I don't sense that.
4: Yeah, and same thing with the Jets numbers, the way that they moved yeah. when the Aaron Rodgers rumors began. But it's just one. It's just one of those things that we'll have to see how it plays out. But um, OBJ, uh,
3: I mean, the I know the why Ravens, he did
4: it. If you're Ra- going to get eighteen million dollars and be a wide receiver <laughs> one oh, somewhere, yeah. you're mean, not getting that anywhere else in the Drew, league. Drew
3: Rosenhaus called no one else. I mean, I'm sure he called the Jets and said, "I got eighteen hard on the floor." You match it? They said, "No, hang up." Okay, we'll do this deal. <laughs> Mike, let me ask you this. If yes. if Lamar plays, if if Lamar signs in a long term with with the team they have, shouldn't they be a better team in terms of the odds to win the North than the the Cleveland Browns? You know, I, I think perception
5: is out there that they would be, um, but to me, and, and I'll get your, I'm curious about your thoughts, uh, you and Stormy about this, Michael, because I I think the jury in terms of Lamar Jackson uh, feels like he's not that tough guy. Like, and I've seen it. Like, I, I've seen owners walk into the locker room and, you know, said quarterback or franchise player uh, is in a training room and they're getting shot up or the doctors are evaluating them. And, uh, but these guys are warriors, right? And, and all of a sudden that owner or that executive walks out the locker room and they're like, oh, this guy's a tough guy. But there's nobody saying that or suggesting that about Lamar. Yeah. Uh, he wouldn't even give it a go in the playoffs, right? And so I, I, I feel like, that's out there against him right now, and that he's got to prove people wrong, even though he's a former MVP, even though he's a fantastic player, fantastic talent. I think when it comes to crunch time and the playoff time, and and certainly being a warrior out there, I, I think the league feels like the jury's still out on Lamar Jackson. I,
3: I think he gets, I think he gets killed on the fact of he's still paying a price for nobody thinking he could play quarterback. I think everybody keeps searching for an excuse for you know, I mean, here's a guy that's won. You know, he's played, he's won 45 games. He's 45 and 16 in his career as a starting quarterback. You could say, well, those numbers don't matter. because Yeah, it does. It does. You know, and and yet Derek Carr has won 65 games and everybody makes excuses for him and say, you know, it's not his fault. Where Lamar wins 45. Well, he didn't win a big game. Like, I think a lot of this goes back to people believing he couldn't play quarterback and they're trying to justify their initial reaction.
4: Yep, And and people give, it's, it's just interesting how like you give certain people the benefit of the doubt and then s- certain people, it's always like reasons to bet yeah. against them for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, I know yeah. you are a big CJ Stroud guy, <laughs> Pritch. What did you make of the move atop the odds board that has Bryce Young as the odds on favorite?
5: Yeah, you know, the information is going to drive this market, right? And, and certainly if you can get out in front of it um, or, or anticipate it, uh, then you can get a good number. You know, obviously it's going to keep shifting that way. Uh, I I don't know it. Just, it doesn't fit. Like, and I go back to my playing days as as a you know you look at coordinators or quarterbacks and it's got to be a fit. They got to be comfortable with and they got to trust that play that 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 quarterback right as, as a play caller. Uh, and I look at Frank Reich uh, and and his work whether it was the Colts, the Chargers, the Eagles, the Colts again. Uh, it seems like it was that bigger bigger quarterback. Even Thomas Brown, the offense coordinator, uh, pre- previously worked with Stafford. Uh, and, and certainly golf. So it doesn't fit to me uh, with Bryce Young, but then again, you know, the information is king out there for the
4: hoo! Them's his <laughs> fighting words on this program. Yeah, Just saying, Pritch. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there <laughs> Appreciate your go. time, my guy. I love You're awesome. It,
5: Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. Have a great day.
4: That's Mike Pritchard. Check him out on Twitter as well at MI Pritchard doing great things here at Beeson, and um, love his insight as a former longtime NFL vet. We're going to take a break. When we come back, wrapping things up here on the Lombardi line. Also saw news come down a moment ago. Rudy Gobert has been suspended by the Timberwolves for Tuesday's game against the Lakers. Sharania reporting that one. Do
3: they have any choice?
4: You can't punch your teammate in the huddle. No. Rumor has it.
1: Not smart.
2: terms and conditions apply
3: this is the lombardi line with former nfl executive michael lombardi now here's your host stormy Bonatoni on vsin the sports betting network
4: BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. So you're planning to trip to Vegas Remember, you can also convert those BetMGM points into rewards points that you can use for dining, shows, and hotel rooms. Over 20 MGM Resorts properties located either here on the Las Vegas Strip or anywhere nationwide. Sign up for BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Wrapping things up here live from Las Vegas on the Lombardi line. And uh, Michael, it is time for our pro tip of the day and um it goes back to a lot of the conversation that we've had just in general about these draft markets we saw bryce young get swapped officially today Mm -hmm. as the the biggest favorite to be the first overall selection in this year's um nfl draft and it's just a reminder draft markets are really volatile when it comes to the draft um All of these books are changing at at different speeds. is cause a high variance in pricing. So if you hear information or see a market moving, shop around for the best price. We say shop around all the time, but it's very, very important, especially with the draft. It is.
3: I mean, unlike the stock market where you can not shop around, the betting market, you can. And so it's really important. And the information, as I said earlier on the show, by the end of the week, Bryce Young is going to be, you're not going to be able to get a good number on Bryce Young because I think it's trending. You can just see it start to trend that way. Will that mean Carolina announces they're taking Young? I doubt it, especially 17 days out before the draft. But I think it's trending in that direction. And these meetings that we're having this week, whether it's with Richardson and Jalen Carter, that's also going to shift the betting market based on the perception that comes out of the meetings.
4: Bryce Young at DraftKings, minus 120, but we saw him at BetMGM, still available, minus 105. Just try to do your due diligence if you want to buy in and and get a number. Um, These VSIN pro tips, every single show here at the network does them. They're searchable on the website by sport and by show, VSIN.com slash subscribe become a subscriber today and you were also saying just about about Bryce Young the way that he is grading in yeah, a lot of these yeah I, I
3: mean that you know the the cognitive testing that you know that you the people really rely on especially for quarterbacks he, he was lights out on that which to me i didn't need the cognitive testing to see it you see it on the tape you know and that's a really important factor and those testing mechanisms are going to drive this too is what's Anthony Richardson what's Levis like you know i mean Richardson, there was a time where he had good numbers to be the first pick overall in the draft now he's 20 to 1 i mean will levis is 30 to 1 i mean it, to be the first pick in the draft anybody after cj stroud is a, is it to me a saint jude's play
4: mm-hmm. and at bet mgm as well you can still get cj stroud at plus 130 to be the second overall pick so just again keep those those things in mind something that we haven't talked a ton about we did a little bit with thomas gable um is the yeah. nba Postseason, season I, I
3: do like the NBA. I, I don't, I don't, I'm always, you know. You're just
4: at an arm's length from the 76ers. That's well, all.
3: I mean, I, I love watching the NBA. I love the NBA playoffs. It's just, I was saying to you in the break, it's so hard to handicap because, you know, you go to these sites, the analytical sites, and you look at, like, Cleveland's the best defensive team in the league, you know, based on their numbers and all the analytics that go into it and M- Memphis, but, you know, are the, are the can you rely on those regular season numbers? That that's the hard part for me. Cleveland, New York, four or five seed in in the East. You know, it it, it should be Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't dismiss the Knicks. I think Thibodeau's a good coach on the, I think the seven, the series coaching matters now more than ever.
4: What series would you think is, that that could be the most impactful for early on? Is there one that comes to mind? You know, or is that something you we'll have to I, feel
3: out? I, I think to me you know i think these play in ones obviously the lakers if they get in and they got to play the grizzlies that, that's going to be fascinating i mean you know the lakers are going to get in I, I can't imagine the pelicans or the thunder are going to give the nuggets any trouble i think the thunder are a great story they've tanked that their best player who they drafted or maybe one of their better players who they drafted uh, it missed all the season so and they made the, and they and they they got themselves in the, they got a thousand draft picks my lord they have more than ever so i mean sam Presti's done a remarkable job of not only making great picks, made great trades. I mean, think about this now. The Paul George he got Shea Alexander, that's a hell of a yeah, deal. Yeah, Shay Gilgis
4: Alexander's been great. I mean he's been
3: great in that deal. I mean I don't think that I don't think they would trade Alexander for Paul George even up right now.
4: So as far as this Lakers-Timberwolves game goes, um, we told you before the break, Rudy Gobert officially suspended. He is not going to play in that game tomorrow after punching Kyle Anderson in the huddle. Does it matter? They're also not going to have Jaden McDaniels. There you go. That one matters. Yeah, and that's key. We talked about how he would have been the primary defender on LeBron James. You don't have that anymore at the Borgata Thomas Gable told us they opened at five and a half in that game with the Lakers favored. I'm looking at DraftKings numbers right now. They're minus seven and a half. The total two thirty one. And I would be stunned if the Lakers did not win that game. Yeah, I
3: mean, look, the you know the last two weeks of the season, Memphis, Minnesota has been the fifth best team in the league defensively. You know, and they've been 21st offensively. So you say, okay, where are the Lakers? But how do you handicap the Lakers when you know that they've been almost a hockey team in terms of shifting their lines? You know, the Lakers are, you know, they're 17th in point differential for the season. You know, they're 20th on offense. They're 13th on defense. Who knows? But we know that they played the bulk of the season without one of the greatest players of all time and LeBron and Anthony Davis. So well, it's and when hard. they
4: play together, it's a different animal too. They just haven't been on the court together enough. And so, well, do you think?
3: Do you think they'll be? If we know they're going to beat Minnesota, if they beat Minnesota, you think they're favored against Memphis?
4: Well, right now in the futures book, they are dead even at seven to one odds. That,
3: and I think, if to me, what I would recommend how the market shifts. If you like the Lakers, you should play that right now. Okay. I think you should play that because that's gonna only go down. You're not gonna get a good number on that.
4: Yeah, in the conference I, they're both sitting seven to one to win it all. They uh the Steve Lakers I, are eighteen to one and the Grizz are twenty to one to win it all.
3: Yeah, so I mean it's a good number, right? Yeah and so I think you gotta play that risking the injury factor, but I think they'll beat Memphis.
4: You know what I think is still a worthwhile bet, even though it's juiced to minus one hundred fifty. And you maybe maybe I'm overthinking this, but just for the winner to come from the Eastern Conference.
3: Yeah. I I think that's yeah, I think that's probably right. especially if, if Milwaukee is healthy, right? If they're healthy and we saw what Boston did last year when they were healthy. Mm-hmm.
4: I think whatever team loses that Eastern Conference final series, like could very easily you think be that could the be winner. The yes.
3: Like- I I think you might be right there. I think that's a good play because can can the this marathon that we're about to go on which nobody's really prepared for because they haven't played these games. Now, I know there's no back-to-backs, but this constant playing every night, I mean, the Suns, can they stay healthy? I think all these mm-hmm. teams, the question mark, could they stay healthy? I think the 76ers, to me, the road for them to get there through having to go through the second, it's hard. I mean, as much as I'm a, I'm a Debbie Downer when it comes to 76ers, it's still hard.
4: No, it absolutely is, and I mean, you get the Nets right out the gate, which I think is, you know, obviously advantage 76ers. They're going to have. Then you
3: get the Celtics, who, y- who you've been <laughs> cursed against. I know they beat them the other night when Embiid scored fifty-two, but that, that, you
4: have the Celtics, and if you beat the Celtics, your reward is probably going to be the Bucks, <laughs> like. Ugh. Right. So,
3: like, and, and the Celtics have swept them. I mean, remember in the in the in the in the down in uh, Orlando yeah. during the COVID. I mean, they have had their number. And we know this too about the NBA playoffs. We don't talk enough about it, it is a different game. Mm-hmm. We talk about the NFL being a different game. The NBA playoffs are a different game. It's half court, you know, and and it becomes who can make the plays and the shots down the stretch.
4: It really is a different season. And that's why you see the Warriors in the three six taking on the Kings, they're a near $3 favorite in the series because of all of the experience that they have on that uh, roster, and Sacramento has none.
3: I think JVT, who does a wonderful job here at the Network Handicap in the NBA, along with Matty Humans and others, that I think he would be the first one to say, you almost have to, uh, of a pie chart, let's just use 40% of the regular season in your handicapping because I think there's so many of those numbers that you have to throw mm-hmm. out because the teams haven't played all together. Whereas ten years ago, when everybody was playing 82 games, you kind of had a sense of it, right? Mm-hmm. I think it makes it very challenging.
4: It's it's going to be an interesting one. The West, I just I, I hate I have a Clippers ticket that I feel is dead in the water because they have to have the sun. I mean, the other right day we out, we're out the at stadium. Paul
3: they're playing the Trailblazers. They're six down at the half. The trailblazers were getting 12 and a half at, at, at they were getting 12 and a half for the second half they were 17 point dog to start the game I said to Berman I'm saying like look they're 12 and a half they're up six that's a pretty good play here of course naturally that you know the trailblazers collapse completely but it's so hard to handicap the regular season, which translates into how hard it is to handicap the postseason.
4: And we'll get into these a little bit more throughout the course of the week as these games start getting underway. But, I mean, the options that are available to bet, you can do exact, like, who's going to beat who in the finals, who that final matchup is going to be. You can do not only series winners, but series spreads, the opportunities when it comes to betting the postseason of, of the NBA, the NHL, whatever it is. There's a lot. Uh, that's a wrap on today's edition of yeah. the Lombardi Line. Good Thanks job. for hanging out. Good to with us. have you back. Stormy. It was fun. Thank you. Appreciate you. And um, I'm glad that we kept the studio at a normal temperature. Yes, we're not freezing. No today. ice boxes for us today.
0: <laughs> From BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is
5: going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my god.